0: This is the Saddled Stallion Podcast, where men are equipped and encouraged to understand their wiring, clarify their mission, and find purpose along the path to its fulfillment. I'm your host, Chad Kanyer, and I'm stoked to have you here. Let's roll.
1: Hey, everyone. Welcome back to episode five of this author interview miniseries where I'm interviewing writer, podcaster, husband, father, and corporate juggernaut Chad Canyer about his new book, Dying in the Wilderness, Finding Purpose Through Failure. Chad, thanks for coming back on.
0: You're very welcome for being back on. And then I'll just say something really quickly about the juggernaut <laughs> thing cause it, because it plays into this chapter. All right. I am a manager at CarMax Corporate. Okay, so I am not a corporate a manager juggernaut. I manage
1: over like sixty people. Yeah,
0: I I'm part of a program team, and there's about sixty people on the program team, but that they don't all directly report to me. But I'm part of a big program, and Trevor thinks that I'm a corporate juggernaut because of that. And I want to slap him <laughs> across the face with my book because <laughs> <laughs> of the irony. <laughs>
1: dude uh, to me when you're over 60 people at carmax you're a corporate juggernaut i'm just saying i'll leave it there i'll leave it there you no
0: know, i do have some people on the team reach out to me for like certain things and i'm like you know I'm, you're pretty impressive i can't believe that like i <laughs> <technically>, <laughs> <See>? <laughs> like, i don't know like your resume is pretty impressive yeah <laughs> i'm very 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 blessed to be around such smart people man seriously
1: There you go. There you go. Well, dude, we're going to get moving. We're going to jump here right here into this first question. So why did you title this chapter Primal Survival? And what is the meaning or origin behind that for you?
0: When I left my cushy consulting job at Microsoft and we moved from Seattle to Dallas, this is like 2015, the summer. And I decided I really wanted to not get my MBA which that was the plan I was going to do a full-time MBA at SMU.
1: Ah, okay.
0: While we were there and I decided against it and I wanted to start my own business and like figured that out. My wife was very mad and very terrified.
1: <laughs> Dude, by the way, like boldness <laughs> Gotta respect the boldness. Like when you just said, like, I know your story, but when you just said it out loud, I'm like, God, that's so bold. <laughs> you know, you move from Washington to Dallas and you're like, you know, I'm just going to leave this Microsoft stuff and I'm going to be an entrepreneur now. It's like, I respect it. I respect
0: it. <laughs> I think people have been like confused by me my whole life because I was like the guy where like, no one could ever say I don't have balls. Like I'm going to go do stuff. And they're like, wow, he's got balls. But uh huh. He's like an idiot. Like he, like he shouldn't do that. Like I got caught TPing one time because uh-huh. I like TPing someone's house. Literally, we were like almost done TPing. We put like thirty rolls on this house, and the guy opens his front door, and I'm twenty feet away, <laughs> and he ru- he runs me down and like pulls no. me into his house. My friends were like, "Man, you have balls getting that close to the front door," but man, you're an idiot for getting caught. You got caught? T-p-ing? I like, Who gets caught by the owner of the house? TP. Anyway, but then they look Whoa. at like, I went to a really good school and I always had good grades and so I feel like they're like confused. Yep. They're like, is he just decide to be a moron sometimes? <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I really do attribute it, it to it. faith though. Like I knew at the end of the day, yeah. he'd be okay. Like I trust God. That's you good. Know? Um, That's good. But but yeah, when I made that decision, man, I really didn't want to be a consultant. Mm. and um, I had been a consultant pretty much my whole career, a management consultant. So like solving technology and management issues, whatever that means for like big companies. Yep. And for whatever reason, when I became an entrepreneur, I really wanted to to really build something tangible. I didn't just want to like run around helping people. Yeah. But what I kind of realized is that um, after two years of failure, what I realized was that that really was my gift is like the being very adaptive and and honestly, I get so bored with things so fast that like hmm. it 's good for me to jump around and provide value to a lot of different companies, even if i 'm providing the same kind of thing to different companies. Um, the variability keeps me very engaged and it shows people how dynamic I am. It makes me more valuable that 's good so that flexibility aspect is something that I brought, but I really, I shied away from anything that resembled my old life. And the point of this chapter is that we really don't need to do that when we decide to become entrepreneurs. We should really be leveraging everything in our toolkit to be successful in this new season because it's more about survival than doing exactly what you feel like you were born to do. It is more Mm. about proving that you can live on your own in the wilderness.
1: Wow, dude, that's, that's so good, man. I love that. And that actually moves me right into my second question. It touches on what you just said, and then it kind of, it dovetails off a little bit into something new. So I'm going to, I'm going to start here. So you said in this chapter, quote, there is a difference between shedding the efforts of your past and shifting the motives behind them. I want you to elaborate on that because I love that concept and you were kind of touching on it a bit, but I want you to go, go into that a little deeper.
0: Yeah. Like my, at the end of the day, my goal was, my goal has always been, and it it honestly still is, is just to run my own business and just to, Mm. just to be my own boss and not because I like can't handle authority or something like that, but because I kind of just want to prove to myself that I can run my own business. And that's good. And I do want to be able to set my own hours and stuff so I can be a great father and a great husband and like take trips when I want to take trips and stuff. There's an independence thing that I really want. Right. Um, But I lost sight of that somewhere in the entrepreneurial world. And it started becoming more like, I don't want to succeed unless it's something so new and so creative and something Mm. that like no one's thought of kind of thing. Wow. And that's an ego thing like that. Yeah. That's, that's like, so I need to prove to the world that I'm like smarter than everyone or something. Wow. Or like, I need to prove to myself that I'm not generic or something. Hmm. And so Man, what that's happened deep. is that's like, good. I really left corporate because I, I felt like my creativity was stifled, but yep. I think I, I think the real driver behind my frustration in corporate was that it was all about like money and like proving things there. Right. And so I didn't need to have the mentality I did when I entered entrepreneurship. It should have been, listen, I'm going to use all my skills and all my resume and ever, all my connections and everything that I've like accumulated over my career. And I'm going to mm. consider it those, I'm going to consider those things skills in my bag where like, I'm going on this journey and I'm going to need to reach in and grab some of those things to survive. And like, if i survive here and i prove that i can support my family and you know support myself in this new like in this entrepreneurial like this wilderness that has to be enough for me i don't wow. have to be elon musk day Man.
1: one you know? Dude, that's so good, man. That's such great advice for young entrepreneurs. It's kind of like when you were saying that I had a vision of like a guy that's like really good. He practices like with a crossbow, like his whole life shooting. And he goes out in the wilderness and he leaves the crossbow behind and takes like a sword. And he's like never used it before. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Like, dude, take the crossbow. Like, you know how to use that. What if a bear comes charging at you? Like, you're going to need to know how to use the tools that you got. You don't need something. I, I drew that new.
0: analogy or did you?
1: No, you, when you were talking, I like had a vision of that. Oh, and I was that's like,
0: a way that's, better. That's a way better analogy than I have. But I that's was like, fantastic. that's such
1: a good, it's such good advice for young entrepreneurs, man. Like what oh, you're saying, yeah. they need to hear that. Cause you're right. We're so prone being entrepreneur. Cause I did the exact same thing. To like want to leave all of our old skill sets behind and embark on a totally new journey. And it's like, whoa, whoa, no, 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 no. Like take those tools with you because this journey is going to be really hard. You're going to need some tools that you're used to.
0: Yeah. And, and, you know, I think we all underestimate the level of transition that we're going to go through when we enter entrepreneurship there is suddenly no structure in your day that's set for hmm. you. Like you need to mature wow. and set that yourself. There's no, yeah. no one's going to be like, Hey man, like we got to, you don't really have a business partner starting out usually. So it's like, no one's going right. to be like, Hey man, we really got to get, we got to get this business plan knocked out. We can't run around and do marketing. Like yeah. you don't have those things that you take for granted in your current work situation, however you make money. And so one thing you don't need to to add to that list of things that are changing is what you do every day. Wow. You know what I mean? Like you don't that's also good. need to learn how to do something completely new while everything else is changing. That's just mm. a lot. <laughs> 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 that's that's not fair. You know, it's not Dude. fair to you. Like put yourself in a position to succeed, man. Come on.
1: Wow. That's so good, man. That's going to really, really help some people too, right there. And that actually moves so. us into our third, which is, Similar, but it's a little—it's a little bit different. Uh, so you said in this chapter, you said the wilderness illuminates and intensifies your gifts, but it doesn't grant them. I'd love for you to elaborate a little more on that.
0: Yeah, like I just really feel that it's a very raw environment where yep. I kind of talked about this in the first chapter, bleeding and grinning, where you've done all this homework on the, on your opponent, but like once the first play happens in a football game, the homework is still in your brain, but like your instincts prevail, right? Mm, that's I good. feel like entrepreneurship is so raw. It, it's so read and react that like, those skills that you have accumulated your, throughout your career or all of your, even like your personal experiences, your personality yep. type, your relationships, the way you communicate, the way you dress. I mean, everything, that's just going to come through. The wilderness doesn't give you those things, but it wow. will give you It, it will give you a... Because that's who you are, right? The wilderness yeah. doesn't make you a new person, but it that's puts good. you into a realm where those things are just on full display. It's almost like if you're swimming around a swimming pool at a local resort with a snorkeling gear on, like that is who you are it's how you swim around you're having a good time but when you put uh-huh. when you put your that same person out in the ocean and there's sharks circling. Right. You're probably going to swim a little bit differently. <laughs> like, your behavior will change, but it's the same person. You're just in a different yeah. environment and it's things are way more real. <laughs> way more mm. real. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know?
1: dude, dude, you nailed that. So true, man. Like the corporate life you were living was like the the snorkeling at the resort and it's just Good like chilling. all fun and games. You're loving it. You got like a nice cold beer up on the ledge of the pool. You're coming up taking some <laughs>
0: You're like, honey, I need 20 minutes. <laughs>
1: the other one's the entrepreneurial world where you like got the snorkel. You can only see like five feet in front of you and sharks are starting to, <laughs> yeah. starting to encircle you. Your it is totally away. different, you but know. you're doing
0: the same activity. You're swimming. Yep. So like it's, you're, you're swimming a little harder, you know, yeah. but, but I swear that's what it is. And so what I'm trying to say here is like. Use everything, use your gifts, use your experiences, bring everything Mm. in. You will use them in slightly different ways. Yeah, it's you're also you will learn new things in entrepreneurship based on your need to survive. You're gonna learn how to strangle a shark today. Um, (laughs) but like you know, but it's not changing your like raw skill set, it is intensifying, and honestly, it's gonna deepen those skills under pressure. But man, like not bringing those things in is, is just idiotic. And if that's why you're becoming an entrepreneur, you're not going to have success. You're, you're not going to, you can't enter entrepreneurship to have freedom. It's, it's a byproduct, but like you should really enter entrepreneurship to be a successful independent business person, Mm. you know, and the motives need to change. It can't be all about your identity, you know?
1: Yeah. That's amazing, dude. I, I would have to 100% agree that a lot of people enter the world of entrepreneurship for the freedom. But like, that is not enough to sustain you like that does not, that does not work because you do have to submit that freedom, like in a major way, like for instance, your corporate job might be nine to five, but sometimes the entrepreneurial jobs like nine to nine every day for like, yeah, define you find know, freedom, right? Yeah. You like, loot. so it's like, if you got into it for freedom, all of a sudden you're like, wait, I have less, I actually have less freedom now, but once you actually get busy in the beginning, like you said, you're like chilling at coffee shops, you know, talking to people having coffee meetings. But like, once you're, once you get going, it's like, this guy's like, oh, I can only meet, you know, at night because I have work in the day. Oh, I can only meet, I can only do my call at night. So next thing you know, you're working all these hours and your freedom's actually gone. And so if you did it for that, it's like, dude, you're going to lose that for a while before you like regain it down the road, you know?
0: Yeah, it's funny. I was just thinking about work and rest and Mm. it really flips. It almost flips in entrepreneurship because in entrepreneurship, your work is your rest because you know you're doing something about your situation, but your rest takes work in entrepreneurship. Hmm. Forcing yeah. yourself to unplug and not stress about tomorrow's sales call or like what you need to build tonight when the kids go to bed or whatever. Yeah. That is, that is a huge component of like, how can you stay healthy? How can you stay balanced? How do your... Dude, you still have like earthly like relationships and obligations that you need to be a good steward of. This cannot be Mm. your only thing that you care about. And so you have to actually, I remember having to, I talked to Danny so much. She's like, you just, you're obsessed. Like, it's like, you can't have a conversation and not divert it to entrepreneurial stuff. You are not Mm. balanced. You are not present. Yeah. She's like, I just want to talk to you about the freaking weather and like how you're feeling about certain things. And you're just, Hmm. you're completely engrossed by this entrepreneurial thing. It was an obsession because I, I had to, I had to be successful. It was like, I just, I was absolutely imbalanced. I was, and so I had to actually start working on being present. And like when I'm with my kids really be with my kids. And when I'm at like that's some team ball game, not obsess over how expensive the sodas are. Cause we're broke right now, but like just yeah. enjoy the freaking soda, <laughs> you know? I mean, it, it, it really can Dude, change you. your life. It really can.
1: Yeah. Dude, that's so good, man. I, that's going to send us into our fourth question. And I, cause I loved this thought here that You brought about and made me think personally, too. You talked about the idea of taking our general survival for granted because the way you were raised, because of the the uh, basically the primal needs of yours had always been met. You know, your shelter, your food, your clothes and all that. And we leave that taking it for granted. We go searching for something that's, quote unquote, fulfilling and dangerous or, you know, brings more danger into our life, more fun or more significance or purpose. But we take for granted that just that prime, like you call it the primal survival. I want you to go into that because that's so good, man.
0: I feel like everyone who becomes an entrepreneur, they want to feel something. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like they, they feel numb almost to The good things in their life and the bad things in their life, like good things are happening in their life and it doesn't really matter to them and then bad things happen in their life and they're like, oh, and they kind of gripe about it, but like none of it really matters. They kind of hover between this pretty good and like kind of crappy like domain, like those those upper bounds and those lower bounds. And so they're just, they want to feel something, they want to feel something raw. I mean, I certainly Hmm. did. I almost wanted to get slapped across the face so that when I, when I went back and got a corporate job, I'd be like, Oh my gosh, I'm so grateful for my corporate job. Like, and I'm actually (laughs) joyful about my corporate job. So true. You know, it's like, just kick my ass so that I, so that I value not getting my ass kicked. (laughs) And I think that part of it is the American dream has just, we are richer than we've ever been. We are completely Mm. insulated from like real issues. And even when we don't want to be insulated from the real issues, we can easily escape online or we can like, we can just kind of avoid because we can like political correctness is a piece of this too. We just, I just don't want to talk about that because it makes me feel uncomfortable. So we're just a bunch of softies. Okay.
1: Dude, that's good. We want to,
0: we want to do what we want to do every day, all day. We want to only talk about things that make us comfortable and we want to get paid the money that we feel we just, we just deserve. I don't know why we think we deserve it, we wow. just want to get paid the amount of money so that we can live the lifestyles that we just think we want to live based on the things that are portrayed online. We just want mm. that life, but, we, it, but we, will, we want to get that life for the minimum amount of work that it takes to get that life. Wow. So we're just a bunch of schemers. And the thing about entrepreneurship is you just can't do that. You're going <laughs> to get your so ass good. kicked. It's part <laughs> of the deal. And so the coolest thing about being an entrepreneur is that you get freaking scrappy. And like, Mm. it has to start becoming obviously within moral bounds, right? We have to keep our integrity, but it has to become more about how am I going to put food on the freaking table for my family? And you know what? It emboldens a young man to start fighting for things and caring for things and saying no to certain things and becoming a man because he's like, I don't have time. Like I, I have people I have to care for. I don't have time to sit around and bullshit. I got to go, you know? Sorry for swearing. This is like a no,
1: dude, Christian that is, dude. book
0: and I'm like, I'm swearing, <laughs> <laughs> but like it, it emboldens you. It, it is. That's what I mean by primal survival. Like I visualize like mm. you're fighting a beast. Who cares how PC that is at the point? I just want to, I want to survive. Yeah. You know?
1: golly dude that was the perfect ending to this episode man that was, it was like I felt, it was very aggressive hey, <laughs> i felt like that was a raw primal survival answer to the question like that was so good man and i really appreciate <laughs> you always getting vulnerable with your answers and going into the the true thoughts and feelings and dude that was that was awesome man i couldn't ask for anything better so i'm gonna close this off there on this episode and i want to have you back on for episode six shortly all right
0: all right cool brother
1: I mean. And just to remind everyone, this little author mini-series is about Chad's new book, Dying in the Wilderness, Finding Purpose Through Failure. You can get it on Amazon and the Hardback, Softback ebook, and the audiobook will be coming soon as well. So thank y'all so much for tuning in. Y'all have a blessed night.
0: Thanks for listening to the Saddled Stallion podcast. That's it, guys. Be strong, be humble walk in purposeful manhood.